Welcome to Ministry IRL. I'm your host, Patrick Weed, and I'm super excited to explore with you what life can be like behind the scenes for those who are in ministry. Let's talk about what ministry is like in real life. Do you even get an option when it comes to choosing full-time ministry? Now, I know you might be saying, whoa, Patrick, I'm not ready to talk about predestination of what God's predetermined for me versus whether or not I have a choice in this life. No, that's not really what we're going to be talking about today. What I wanted to talk about today is as you are choosing full-time ministry or for those who have been pursuing full-time ministry or those who have already pursued and are in full-time ministry, what does that process entail? What are the things that are thought about, the decisions that have to be made? And for the sake of today, I want to clarify. I think that it sometimes people can get bent out of shape or a little bit upset because they say, well, Patrick, what do you mean by full-time ministry? I definitely have a full-time ministry, and that doesn't necessarily mean I'm a senior pastor per se. So for the sake of today, full-time ministry of what I'm talking about is a full-time career where you are paid and that is your salary that you live off of in order to do ministry. I absolutely value volunteers, people who do ministry in the church who don't get paid. I absolutely value the people who are out there in other parts of our community doing ministry full-time, by the way. I totally agree with that, but aren't getting paid one single bit for the things that they're doing. So, and, and I'm part of that crowd. I am in a career that is not ministry, and I pursue ministry as an extracurricular activity within my life. <laughs> but for the sake of this conversation, full-time ministry as a paid career. As people consider full-time ministry, there's kind of this idea of those who have the option versus those who don't have the option. And just real quick, we're going to talk about those who don't have the option. The people who are kids, as we've talked about previously, kids in ministry who have grown up with parents who are leaders and different positions in the church. Often the stereotype is that they're not going to like ministry. They're not going to love God and they're going to turn away from God and be that rebellious kid who, you know, gets in trouble and embarrasses his dad as he tries to be a missionary in Kazakhstan. Oh, wait, that's me. Yes, that was me. I was definitely that stereotype. And that does exist, sadly. There's also the other side of it, of kids who've grown up in ministry who have learned to love ministry. And happily, that is also me as my friends, my as my parents were raising up and investing in the lives of people and telling them about Jesus. And they started becoming a part of the church. They became my friends. And then all of a sudden, ministry was a lot more attractive because it was time that I got to spend with my friends. So maybe still a little bit selfish, but it led to good places. And so there's those who don't really have an option as far as as they get older and they you know are just a part of ministry but more specifically we're talking today about those who have the option i think there's a lot of people out there having been in bible college there are a lot of people who want to be in full-time ministry that's what they want to do with their lives and not all of them get to do it. There's a lot of people who I think also get to do full-time ministry. And this one's kind of funny because as I've talked to even some of my friends who are in full-time ministry, they will often share about how 
they wanted it, they pursued it, they studied for it, they got it, and then as they're in the middle of it, they're like, whoa, this is nothing like what I expected. This is nothing of the things I thought I would have to deal with. It's much harder, it's much more difficult, and they pursue and push through all of that. I think that we often also don't hear about the stories of people who pursued full-time ministry, did everything, absolutely felt like it was what God was calling them to do, and then they don't get to do it and might not ever get to do it. Um, a bit of my own story is my wife and I were pursuing being missionaries and totally, absolutely believed, and still do by the way, that it's what God was calling us to do. And life completely changed and we didn't get to go. And there's a lot of that story that has impacted and shaped who I am and my relationship with God. And it's been quite a journey. So I want to talk about as people are pursuing this job, this role, the things and just a couple of them of what are thought about. Some things that maybe you never even realized, and hopefully this will give you more insight into those who are doing ministry. Often the first thing that's talked about, I remember many classes I had of Bible college where we talked about this. One of the first topics is privacy. And specifically like making time for your family, making boundaries to be able to take care of your family. And I think that that's really, really important, but that's something that's different than your average job. And there's plenty out there that are similar, but your average job is a typical 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. job. You clock in, you clock out, you leave your job behind, you go home, you spend time with your family, you hang out with your friends, and your job is your job. And your life, your family, is your life and family. With ministry, those two things like mesh into this big, huge, one big clump of everything because people need people in ministry um, th there are people who need those people to serve them outside of the nine to five time period. Life happens outside of the nine to five time. Things happen out. Okay. You understand what I'm saying, but basically ministry is not a nine to five job and figuring out how to balance that ahead of time or, or hopefully how you can balance that ahead of time is quite important. And a lot of people have to really make some big decisions and I think we can we need to recognize that to be able to care for those who are in ministry, our leaders, our pastors, to understand that some of the boundaries they might have set that we don't understand are probably for pretty good reasons. I was thinking about vices and the things that we enjoy in life that are, are probably totally fine. You might not have even ever thought about whether it's a good or bad thing or whether it's a, you know, any aspect of that. And I was thinking about this in all different areas, everything from, and these are topics that I hope to talk about later, by the way, everything from alcohol to movies to books to games and board games. I love playing board games and many of my friends do and thinking about that and it's often you're going to get judged as a leader, as a pastor. You're going to get judged as to what you do, let alone what your kids do. And so the decisions to be made about that and how you're going to handle that, all of there's a lot of pre-thought that, that sounded weird, but there's a lot of thought that goes into this ahead of time. 
And, and that's difficult. And you got to choose. Are you going to be the person who gives up things that you enjoy for the sake of those that you're leading? Are you going to be a person who's private about them, but still do them? Or are you going to be one of those leaders who says, hey, you know, Harry Potter is not that big a deal and we should all just not worry about it um, because God is God. And, you know, and th- that goes into a whole realm of areas and, and how you decide you're going to deal with that as a leader is something you typically have to consider beforehand. I was thinking especially about missions. Missions is big on my heart, as many of you know. And all of the different decisions to be made there. Are you going to pick up and move your family? Are you going to give up your friends that you've made? Are you going to change all your school, the schools that your kids are in, dealing with the politics of the country you're going to and the overall safety? I mean, when I was in Bible college and wanted to be a missionary, all of those things weren't that big a deal because I was young and single or newlywed and it was, you know, this is what we're going to go do because God told us. And now, as I've mentioned, my story has changed, but missions is always something I still want to do. And the thought of moving my family, taking my kids out of the schools that they're in, leaving the friends who we've made in a place where we've lived longer, where I've lived longer than I've ever lived anywhere in my life. And that changes things and it becomes a, a lot harder. And for those that have made those decisions to go, that we need to remember that and realize that they've had to think through those decisions as they've gone into ministry. When we're talking about being called versus it being God's will and not necessarily touching the theological point there, but more touching on this, the, the, the thought process that goes into how do I know that I know? How can I be sure that this is what God is telling me? What if it doesn't go the way that I think it will? What if I'm wrong? What if I'm right, but yet it's not what I thought it would be? All of those ideas and thoughts ahead of time are important and are difficult. They're stressful. They are hard. They're difficult to know whether or not you're making the right decision. And I think, um, and this is kind of where I want to end a bit today, is that there are so many people, and I'm probably going to even try to see if I can get some who would be willing to be interviewed or at least share. There are people who have actively, passionately, wholeheartedly with the Holy Spirit and God's direction pursued full-time ministry where life changed and now they're not where they thought they would be. And this, like I said, basically also applies to myself. And they're not where they thought they would be, and that's tough. And it affects their decisions of being involved in church and volunteering and even how they view their ministry outside of where they thought they would be, of where they thought God was going to place them. And then dealing even with that whole aspect of, did I hear correctly from God or not? And what does that mean? And how do I still have not just motivation, but faith and holding on to those things? And it's hard. It's hard. And I think that we need to be careful. We need to be loving and kind, not just to those who are considering it, Bible college students and all of that, but to remember that those who have gone into full-time ministry had to deal with all these things, probably still have to make a lot of decisions that we don't think about that are difficult because of the position that they're in, because of the place that God has placed them. And I just think that, once again, this is a place where it's about loving and caring for people who are connected with what God is doing and recognizing things that they might 
have to deal with that we don't necessarily think about. So that's kind of where I want to end. I want to encourage you to think about those things, to think about those who might be considering full-time ministry. Pray for them. Pray for those who are in full-time ministry. And so thanks, everybody, for listening in. I hope that you have a great weekend. And remember, pray for your pastors.